Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week we speak to Holly, who is an actress, accent coach, writer, translator, presenter, director, honestly, the list goes on. I closely worked with Holly for a little bit as she helped me refine my U.S. accent, and if you need an accent coach, reach out to her. We chatted about her acting journey, how she transitioned into dialect coaching, her work as a dialect coach, an interesting conversation on diversity and accents in regards to the current Black Lives Matter movement and how it's affecting our industry and some fun rapid-fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. So welcome for coming on to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Um, I'm really excited to have you on. So I know you as a dialect coach um, because we worked together. Um, you helped me with my American accent. Thank you. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> um, so I know you as just a dialect coach because obviously that's how we worked. But I was actually like I was because you sent me a bio before which I asked all of my yeah. guests. And you've done a lot of stuff that I just I'm a little I'm I'm like shocked, but I'm like so excited because I was like, <laughs> you're literally amazing. So for everyone listening, I guess, do you want to give a little rundown about yourself and what you do? And I'll, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the shortened version, I'll try. Um, yeah. So basically, I'm Holly. Um, I was born in Canada and I, I started acting when I was really, really young. Like in high school, I was already acting in theaters outside of school. Um, and then in university, I started, I started, good, accent Words. coach, started, um, <laughs> we're going well. I started my uh, program at university when I was 17. And that was when I, I sort of discovered teaching accents. So mm-hmm. I was cast in a show and people needed help with their accents. It was Australian, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> and they had brought someone in to watch the show and kind of you know, see how we were doing with the accents. And I had really good feedback. So the director asked if I would help the other actors. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. How? <laughs> and cool. so, um, so I accidentally got into the world of dialect coaching wow. completely by mistake. So um, it started from an acting place, which I think is a little bit different. A lot of people come into it either from linguistics or through like a voice MA through voice teaching um so i basically just started working out australian then led into like working on rp and then loads of other british accents and then loads of other world accents so the whole time i was acting and having a career um i was also teaching accents so i've never only done one or the other i've always done both yeah and they work really well together (laughs) um Funnily enough. Um, and then in terms of acting, my, my focus was primarily on classical theater, Shakespeare. So I've lived and worked in, I mean, it's a really long story. I moved to London. I spent four and a half years there. Then I was in Hong Kong for six months. I did some teaching there. Then I did a tour in Canada. Then I was in New York and the Berkshires working at, at um, Shakespeare and Company. I did their intensive course and spent some time in New York. Then I lived in Ireland for a year and a half and did some summer seasons and oh the God. outdoor stage at the Royal Shakespeare Company. And now I live in Spain <laughs> and I act and work in English and in Spanish and I teach in English and in Spanish as well. 
Wow. That's... <laughs> I'm so like, that's so exciting. That's like, I can't, like, <laughs> I'm trying to just wrap my head around all of that right now. Cause there's so many things I like, I'm like, okay, well, there's so many things I want to ask you now. Um, <laughs> so what do you do now in Spain? So, I mean, like, like what really brought you there? And I guess why you, you're staying there is my question. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, I came here, I originally lived in Spain when I was 19. I did kind of a study abroad program in Spain. I wanted to, I just like Spain. I wanted to live here. I was like, when I'm 19, I'm going to move to Spain. So I turned 19 and the next day I moved to Spain. Um, oh my God. And I, I really liked it. And I really, I love languages, which is probably, you know, goes hand in hand with the yeah. dialect and the accent coaching and what I currently do. Yeah. Um, and when I was living in Ireland, I had a year that was like my best year ever career-wise and also my worst. So I got oh, cast yeah. in three really great projects. One was a BBC period drama. Oh, wow. One was like a Hollywood feature and one was uh, <laughs> a Showtime. I think it was Showtime, HBO. I don't remember which one. Um, yeah. In that, my little scene was with Josh Hartnett. Like it was literally my yeah. dream yeah. casting year. And in the end, it was just for very good reasons. I was cut from all three projects. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And I, I knew why, like it was, it wasn't a sort of surprise. <laughs> um, it's more common I, than we think getting it's cut. It's so common. Yeah. And now it's something that I'm really like, guys, they cut a lot of material. Yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't the main role in any of them, you know, like I, I was on set for a couple weeks for one, a few days for the other two. Um, but I was cut and it sort of, I had never done really much else and it sort of got me to a point where I was like, Oh my God, like if I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I had a moment where I was like, I need to, I just need a big change. And literally three weeks later I was living in Spain and had found a job. <laughs> like I was just like, wow, cut, break, move. Um, That's amazing. And I ended up here and I, my plan was to get my Spanish up to a really high level. Um, and that moment I was like, I'm done with acting. I'm done with theater. I don't want anything to do with it. It didn't last very long. Yeah. You always <laughs> but, get back. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out to be the perfect place for me. So I work with a lot of, um, obviously a lot of Spanish actors, a lot of mm -hmm. actors all over the world still. And I've sort of in the past six years or so, I've really realized that I'm becoming quite a specialist in teaching English pronunciation and English accents to wow. people who speak English as a second or additional language. Yeah. Um, from the linguistics, from the languages, from my acting experience, that's sort of become my, my specialty. So here now I do a lot of teaching, like I teach today, I've had people I think in three continents. Wow. Um, and I do a lot of voice over work in Spain, a lot of presenting. I'm suddenly like, yeah, because <laughs> um, they need a lot of people to do that in English. And obviously, well, there aren't so many of us um, and random little acting things now and then I'm trying to get more back into like theatrical, fictional yeah. acting as opposed to just presenting. Um, but it's really fun. That's, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> You're like, that's a really long answer. <laughs> no, I like, there was so much in that. Like, I, I love that. Like, like I just, I, this whole, this whole time I would be like, what? 
because I guess like you know for me like and you know I like obviously I knew you did all this stuff like I wasn't you know living under a rock but like hearing your experiences it's just that's it's just so inspiring what's your favorite accent to do or is there a favorite you like to teach um a lot (laughs) a lot of them um I suppose the ones so the ones I teach most often are sort of like this accent like a general American and a, an RP accent, which is just this sort of like neutral British. Um, probably my favorite would be to go extraordinarily posh. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> In the crown. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, isn't there a video? I think this is how I found you is that you had a video where you like literally went, you were like, you were basically like promoting your, yeah. And then you went through all yeah. the different, do you still have that? Because I feel like I need to share that with the world. <laughs> I still have it. Yeah, I'll find it. Okay. You, you're going to send it to me because I need to, literally, this is when, if you're listening, and then if you've watched the video, you will understand. Like, that's the whole reason why I was like, I need to train with her. Like, <laughs> I, what? I love that. Um, okay. So I guess let's kind of go more into your dialect coaching. Um, for people who want to like start you know, um, for people who want to start getting coaching, what would be like your tips for like a first time student to make it, you know, as smooth as possible? First time student, I think the, the biggest thing would be don't expect it to be listen and repeat the word. And then Mm -hmm. like, no, try again, door. And then you're like, door, no, try again. Door, door. <laughs> like yeah. that's what a lot of people expect from accent coaching, and there are all kinds of different coaching as well. Like I'll say, I work in the way that I work. Um, I don't know how other people do it necessarily because I just know yeah. what works for the way that I do it. I always start with physical, as you know. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's very fun and it's very physical, and accents are to do with muscles it's not it's really individual muscles and it's also getting your brain to learn how to actually control them before you can change them you have to actually be aware that like your tongue you might you know it happens all the time I'll be like okay push your tongue down and people are like (laughs) and their tongues like everywhere and I'm like yeah it's an alien like you have no idea what's going on in your mouth (laughs) And it's because we don't, I mean, we, we learn to speak when we're so young. Yeah. It's such a subconscious thing. Our, you know, brain sends signals to multiple muscles at the same time. And it just knows like, if you're going to make a g sound, mm. you open your mouth a little, the back of your tongue raises, your soft palate meets it. There are all these things that happen yeah. that you don't actually have control of. And even before you start accent training, if you just pretend you're like three years old and look in the mirror and be like, what can I do with my mouth? Like, can I open my jaw and not move my tongue? Can I move my lips and not open and close my, like trying to isolate parts of your speech and mouth. That's like half the work done for every single accent you want to learn. All of them. Yeah. I so agree that because even I've started like, you know, like singing like vocal training again and singing. And that's the same thing with singing. Like, I remember my teacher will just be like, open your mouth. And I'm like, I am. And he's like, look in the mirror. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not. Like, I literally think I'm like, in my mind, I'm like this, but it's like literally this. <laughs> like, God yeah. damn it. 
it's crazy. It's so crazy. And I guess it's the same with learning accents. It's that whole. Totally the same. Yeah. And also, you know, it's something that you, your brain is going to tell you what's wrong. That's the thing that happens all the time of like, your brain is going to tell you like, no, you can't do that. That's, we we don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, the word is car, not car. Yeah. Um, so it's about, it's a really good exercise. I think even just the process of learning an accent is good in general, just in terms of learning to trust your muscles in your body and to sort of turn off your brain a little bit, that voice that's like, nope, that's wrong. That's wrong. Of course it's wrong. You're, You're speaking in a different accent. It's wrong to what your brain is expecting to come out. Yeah. So just learning how to manage that situation is really, really good in terms of following your muscular impulses and instincts later on and not like thinking about it first. Yeah. Um, it, it helps just in general. I've had a lot of feedback from people that they work on their scenes then and they're like, oh, it just came out. And I was like, yeah, that's what it's supposed yeah. to do. <laughs> You're like, woo. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Do you think that with accents, it's something that comes natural to some people? Or I guess it is that just like that brain thing of just, you know, telling your brain that you're doing it right. Like, do you know what, I don't know how to raise that question, words. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like anything. Like there are people that, you know, I I tend to compare it to something like sports or music because those are also Mm -hmm. very muscular, muscle memory based skills. So some people, you know, you you start to play soccer and you go out and within 10 minutes, you're pretty good at like managing the situation and the ball and it's not going everywhere. Other people, they kick it. That's me. I kick it (laughs) in the wrong direction, (laughs) hitting someone in the face. um, So it's a bit like that or like piano, you know, some people just pick it up faster. Accents are the same. Anything that's muscular is going to be to do with muscular and coordination. Um, some people just pick it up faster than others, but everyone can learn. It's not something a lot yeah. of people have the misconception that like, oh, I'm crap at accents. So I'm just going to always be American. Well, have you tried anything other than like, can't, can't, no, can't do it. You know? Um, <laughs> it's true though. So I- that's why I always start with the muscles, because if you can sort those out, then it, it sounds more natural. And everyone has, I mean, everyone, accents are hard, man. Like, like yeah. <laughs> uh, are you close? Okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, <laughs> it happens. I mean, on screen also that oftentimes on, on scripts, you know, they'll add a line in last minute and the actor hasn't rehearsed that yeah. line and the coach, I'll be, you know, coaching someone and they'll have like, two minutes to nail this line in the accent that they've never rehearsed and it has one word that's really hard you know it happens I what's the experience like for you working on a set as a dialect coach like how does that work um I've only done a couple things like that and it's very weird because you're sort of like the least important person (laughs) (laughs) um it's the same like in recording studios as well like if if I'm coaching someone who's doing a like dubbing something or a voiceover it's the same you're kind of there um 
And it's usually in between takes or like in between kind of when they're changing all the set around or something yeah. like that, you'll run the lines after for the next scene. Or if the director notices something that's like super off, they might just be like accident or whatever. whatever. <laughs> You're like, that's me. And they're calling you that's not your name. <laughs> and then you go and like work with it for a second and then yeah. do another take. Um, it's very much just like how can I be out of the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I guess I'm here. If I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. And it depends on the directors as well. Like some directors yeah. really want it. If it's really important to them, here's the thing as well. Like some directors, they want a general accent, but they don't really care actually if it's yeah. about the acting. Other directors are like, no, this has to be flawless. So if you hear something that isn't, you have to say so that we can retake. So it really, because then that saves time and ADR afterwards and stuff like that. So yeah. it depends on the, on the person and on the situation and the set or the studio. Um, yeah. Is there an accent that you've been asked to coach that you, like, is there an accent that you don't <laughs> know? German. I wow. cannot do German to save okay. my life. Yeah. It's wow. like the base of my existence. I find it really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of other, because I teach a lot of other like foreign accents, like French and Spanish and yeah. you know, Russian and German for some reason. I really have to like do a lot of preparation. If I have to coach German, it's one that I need a script beforehand. I have to like super prep for that one. And as soon yeah. as I'm done teaching it, it's like, it's gone. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. Which That's, is random because it's not that unusual, like a German accent. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> that, shouldn't be that hard, but nope, that's the one that I... Interesting. German. Someone's like, I want German accent coach, and you're like, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I, I usually say German isn't one that I, I generally yeah. teach. If you want my help with it, I can help you with it, but I need a bit of time to prep just because some of the other ones, like... Yeah. If they ask for something French or Spanish or London, you know, East London or something like that, like things that I do yeah. very regularly, I don't need to prepare a lot. But that one, I would need to be like, okay, here we go. <laughs> give me a few days. <laughs> it's like all you're yeah. doing for the next few days. That's so yeah. interesting. I'm trying to think. I don't. And German accents are yeah, because it is quite common. But they, it would be. I'm not even going to try to attempt it. They're. <laughs> there no um, <laughs> on. there are so I feel like I feel like now I'm so inspired to just coach with you after this just to learn other accents for fun oh my gosh okay so let's actually touch base because we were emailing before this um and we we're talking about people, especially with the movement going on in the diversity conversation um because yeah. I guess you were asking me if that I should learn other accents because of my look right yeah, it's yeah. a conversation that comes up a lot of people, like, especially in the first session with someone. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, if anyone out there has any ideas or opinions on this, oh, yeah. please share them because it's a thing where, so a lot of people come and they start training and they say like, yeah, I, I maybe want to learn some other acts. And it's like, I don't know what, what do you think my casting would be? What other accents should I learn? Yeah, And it's like, how do I say to someone, you know, and I, I would say like, you could be cast as multiple 
ethnicities, multiple backgrounds, like people who look like they could be from multiple places. Yeah. Their agents sometimes tell them like, you need to learn something like Spanish, Arabic, Italian. And so they come to me and say like, do you think I should learn those accents? And it's like, well, yes, but what's the script? What's the story? Um, yeah. How do I ask that question in an appropriate way if someone, or how do I respond? You know, because that was yeah, what came up with us. We were like, what accents? What else? And it's like, well, maybe you could be called in for someone from, I don't know, multiple places. Yeah, right? <laughs> and if it was specified. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's so interesting. And because, yeah, I remember reading an email and I was like, obviously at the time, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, yeah. But then thinking about it, I was like, yeah, that's. The, the the way we're moving in this industry it's it's a little crazy and it's almost like and these conversations do need to be had so again if anyone is listening please like yeah. speak up because I think that's also something that people aren't speaking up and then this is why we have this issue because we're like I don't yeah. know what to say and I think it's just a time to just yeah like make mistakes and say the wrong thing because you know we're not gonna learn yeah. I'm still learning and I was like yeah for me personally as someone who is known as ethnically ambiguous in this industry and no one mm -hmm. knows who I am, um, you know, if I was to get passes, I don't know, someone who's Spanish, <laughs> which is not my background at all, for me, it would just purely determine like the, the script. Like I was like, if it's a story yeah. that I can tell and it's truthful and I have those similar experiences from my own backgrounds, I'd be mm -hmm. totally okay saying it and doing it. And I guess if they needed a Spanish accent, which then... <laughs> That's, yeah. Anyway, um, cool. But if it was where they, it was like a story from Spain and it like they really needed someone who actually was, I wouldn't be comfortable doing that. Like, you know, it's just, I look like that, but I'm not that. So that would be like, yeah. You know, but I guess other people out there might have a different opinion. <laughs> yeah. Know. And it's, it's a really, I think like, I've always been of the opinion that like the, the more you can get seen for, especially starting out, the better, you know, yeah. get yourself seen. So if it says, but then you enter into these conversations, like, can you pass for whatever? Can you pass yeah. for, you know, Filipino? Can you pass for Mexican? Can you pass for Latino? If it specifies they want a Latino actor, do you look yeah. like you could be Latino or not? There are all of these things, but then at the same time, it's like, could, you know, people have said to me, you could pass for Swedish, German, Finnish, you know, like there's, I, I yeah. just, I'm very interested right now in how much of that is just, that's acting, like you're, you're playing yeah. another person so that you can learn another accent. And I agree with you that it's to do with the context. For sure. But also like, how do we have those conversations in a way that isn't insulting or offensive or you know, today someone I was working with said like, oh, my agent told me I need to sound more white. Oh, what? And I was like, that's not okay. Because that isn't an accent. White is not an accent. Yeah. So I think it's also the words that we, <laughs> we're using. Yeah. Um, how we describe sure. accents. Because that, that one kind of threw me. I was like, uh, I can't make you sound white. That is a color. What a thing to start. say, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, but it's like also doesn't surprise me that someone's saying that, especially in this field. Yeah. Like, um, you know, 
<laughs> wow, you need to sound more white. Yeah. That's everyone listening, that's not okay. It's not we're okay. laughing about it, but it's not okay. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. you make an interesting point because I was just thinking, I mean, as actors, we are telling stories and you know, our job is to put on different accents and, you know, be those people and create those stories. But yeah, I guess it, it does open up an interesting conversation where when is that? Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird thing. Cause then I'm like, for me, I'm, again, yeah, context at the end of the day, I think is so important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember having a conversation with someone um, and they, cause I was kind of saying, oh, like I would might get cast as like in a Latino kind of cast. Cause when I'm a little more tanned, I do, come off like that um and I was like and this person I was talking to was Latino and she was an actress in the community and I was just kind of like hey I just want to know like what's your opinion on this because if there was a project in this city that came out I would probably go out for it but if I was to get cast in it would you feel uncomfortable like you know and this is like putting away whatever the script was it was just like you know and she said yeah she's like you shouldn't be booking those roles Mm-hmm. And this was maybe said two years ago. So that's an interesting conversation. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, it's really complicated and I don't have the answer to that. Should you, shouldn't you? Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have, you know, people like agents, like there's one person that I'm working with who she, you know, she's from the Netherlands, but mm-hmm. she looks like she could be from somewhere Mediterranean, Middle Eastern. Yeah. So her agent said she needs to learn basic Arabic and have a good Arabic oh, wow. accent. She actually disagreed. So she thinks she should not be put up for those roles, mm-hmm. but at the same time, she wants to work. Yeah. And if she's not getting seen for anything else, what does she do? You know? Yeah. So very it's a very interesting thing um and I don't know what the answer is you know there's a part of me that also says are we really going to tell actors that they can only play characters who come from exactly where they come from yeah no I agree and it always comes back you know I always think like a classic example a really stupid obvious example but in musical theater like for the color purple like that's a cat you have to cast someone who is a black um or hairspray you know I think that um, again that there's been so many whitewashed products <laughs> I remember once seeing a production of hairspray and I was like there is no one in this cast that is not white that's not okay yeah. but you know yeah. those productions where the history and the context of it yeah you need to cast like that but for a lot of stuff that is actually out there you know I I don't think you matters I I don't know it's messy but yeah then for me I'm like well then what do I go out for now because I don't actually look like what my background is so that's 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 the the picture yeah that's the thing and then where do we say you know do we then get into like you're not x enough even if you are you know if you if your family is from Mexico Mm -hmm. and you're blonde there are a lot of blonde Mexican people. Yeah. Do they not get to go up for the Mexican roles because they have blonde hair and are they told by their agents that they need to learn, you know, a, a Swedish accent or a German? <laughs> <You know? laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, 
if they're going, I mean, there's, there's a whole other conversation about writing roles more equally, oh, yeah. telling stories from different backgrounds and cultures in a new way, in a different way, you know, opportunities in general, but there, there, there's some sort of in-between step that we need to be aware of. And this conversation needs to happen Um, and it's not happening. And I'm not sure if that's maybe because people are scared. It's scary. Even having this now, I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Someone's going (laughs) to come at me. (laughs) It's fine. Like I I have this kind of, I have to have this almost every day, you know, like at least with people who are, you know, maybe they have one parent is from like China and the other one is from India. That's someone I'm working with right now. So his question was, what accents should I learn? Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, Because he's not getting seen for British roles unfortunately, but he wants experience and he wants to work and his agent told him, learn some other accents. And he's going, okay, which ones? I don't look Chinese to play Chinese. I don't look Indian enough to play Indian. You know, then it gets into this whole thing. So does he try and learn a few other accents? Does he learn, you know, what what does he do in that specific situation? Other than write his own movie, which he is trying to do and would love to do, but you know, there's an in-between phase that like, what do you do? And how do I tell him, you look more like this and less like this and this, your casting might be this, you know, like it's really hard to have that conversation. Yeah. And I think even um, in my own experiences, uh, like I, I remember, oh, this was like four years ago now. So I had auditioned for a project. Um, it's like a short independent film and they were clearly looking for a half Polynesian Caucasian, which is literally what I am. Yeah. And so I was like, and yeah, right. So someone had sent me the brief and they were like, this is literally you. Like, and I was like, and I read the script and I was like, I can tell this story. Like I relate to it. And then put in my headshot resume and the casting director got back to me and they were like, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> the email was like, uh, I feel really shit saying this. I don't really know how to say this, but like looking at your headshot, you're not uh, a woman of color in terms of mainstream entertainment. And this was four years ago. <laughs> and I, and at the time I was like so mad about it, but I was like, I mean, what do I do? Like, I'm so helpless. I can't really talk out about that. Cause you know, but that's also a conversation that needs to be had because of how we're casting, you know, uh, if we're going to look at people's color and, that's a conversation that needs to be had because I was like, what is a mainstream person of color? Like what a sentence to even say and to tell people like culturally you're that, but you just, you really don't look it. So therefore we can't put you in this film because then our audiences won't believe the story, which I think is bullshit. Cause I was like, if it's good storytelling, good acting, I think audiences will just believe anything, you know? It's a really, it's like everything in the industry is like, how much do you pander to what is happening so that you can get your foot in the door and have the opportunities to then make what you want to make? And how much do you, you know, do you just say no to everything? If I look- I better say no to a lot of stuff. (laughs) Like it's, it's really, what, what do you do? I don't have the answer. So if anyone watching has any ideas about this. Please. Um, and I love that this conversation is happening because it's also a conversation that I'm trying to like break yeah. into, but it's hard to have because I, I find like a lot of people don't, 
I guess it's more for the middle ground people. For anyone listening out there who is in that half-half, I see you. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. you. Because, you know, there's yeah. looking like an exact one race, which has its mm-hmm. own issues, for sure. But then there's this middle ground that I struggle with because I also, to some people, just look white. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 such a thing of like we want I the one that I get a lot of is like, well, I need to learn a British accent because I'm not Asian enough to play Asian and they are born in an Asian country. But they won't get wow. cast in that. Um oh God. It's all sorts of stuff like that. So then they need to completely get rid of their hint of an accent for work, not in life. I always make that clarification. Just a side note, I would never tell anyone they have to get rid of their accent. Everyone has an accent. You're just changing from one to the other when you need it, not accent reduction and all of that crap. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I do want to get into that. Anyway. So yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, Accent reduction. That's okay. I don't think I fully, because I've never actually, I've seen it around where there's classes people (laughs) take this accent and I, and I've like seen them and I've gone, what is that? And I've never, what is that? Do you get asked to do it? Do people come to you? I do. I do. And I always reframe it into something else and see if that's what the person is looking for. So accent reduction is, in my opinion, this is a a very outdated, Mm -hmm. very classist, somewhat racist um, notion of you should speak a certain way. So if you were even the speakers who speak the same language. So there's a lot, a very common one is like people who come from the South and they want to do accent reduction so that they can speak with this accent and not with this accent. Wow. That's basically saying you need to reduce something, make yourself smaller, reduce the way you talk and talk like this group of people because that's better than your accent. In reality, it's not, that just isn't true. Um, and a lot of times, you know, people who have learned English later on in life or it's not their first language, they want accent reduction to sound like an, a native English speaker. Oh, wow. Um, but again, I, I always say like that isn't reducing anything. That's changing one accent yeah. for another accent. And you should maintain, I, I would never tell someone like you should lose your foreign accent. That I think is crazy. Well, yeah, because I think that's that's what accent reduction is. Where in everyday life you don't talk. <laughs> I don't. I remember seeing. I think I saw these classes. They were in. I believe it was for. Yeah, it was in Australia, but it was for people who were from New Zealand, and it was yeah. geared towards them because I and which is something I never thought about. But yeah, if you're from New Zealand and want to work in Australia, you have to talk in an Australian accent. That blew my mind. Because I've always thinking the other way, like Australian to like American, because everyone yeah. to do American, the culture we're in. But yeah, I, I, that's, I can't believe that's happening as well. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really big thing, but I, I just really yeah. don't agree with even I, the reduction. Like, can you reduce my accent? Like, no, I, right? I can help you speak with a different accent. 
Yeah, but you'll still have your, I mean, and I think that's, as actors, like, that's your job, and I think it makes you more fascinating. Like, I, for example, I love watching movies, and then, you know, they're speaking with an amazing American accent, and then you watch them in interviews, and they're English, and you're like, and then you, like, all the comments are like, oh my god, they're not American? They're this, or they're Australian? I think that's great, and that should be the goal, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So accent reduction, though, would yeah. be people who want to do that permanently, to never speak like themselves ever again. Um, and even the, the notion is false in itself, because there yeah. isn't such thing. It makes it sound like you have an accent and you need to have less of or not an accent. And every single person has an accent. An accent is just your specific pronunciation of consonants exactly. and vowels and intonation. So saying you can reduce your accent is just false in itself because you can't reduce an accent. You can speak with one accent or you can speak with a different accent or 10 different accents. It's not a, it isn't really a thing. And a lot of times it's brought about by some kind of prejudice mm. of, people who feel like in their workplace they're not getting a promotion because they have a foreign accent and that shouldn't be happening for one thing but also I always say like can people understand you if they can understand you it's up to you your responsibility is to speak and be understood that is why we talk (laughs) if they can understand every word you say great if they're having problems understanding you because your foreign, you know, your cultural, whatever your original language is, if that is so strong that, you know, typical examples are like, you know, here in Spain, people don't know seat and seat, seat and sit. They can't pronounce that other sound. So they have to learn to do that. But I would still say that's teaching them a new sound. That's, that's a different accent. It's not accent reduction. They're not reducing their Spanishness. They're just adding a sound in another language that isn't reducing their accent. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really trying to go against that. Like, can I have accent reduction? No, but I can teach you to speak with a different accent. Yours is fine. We don't need to reduce that. Exactly. Listen, your original accent is fine, especially to actors out there. Like, however you talk normally is totally okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I can't believe these things happen. Like, no, I can't believe these things are happening. They've been happening for a long time. But it's just, honestly, you just think back and I'm like, oh my God, why? Why? Anyway, let's ask some fun questions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) On a brighter note. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. What would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self to not let anyone try to convince you to only do one thing. This whole notion of you have to choose your passion and go after it. And like acting teachers who tell you, like, if you don't want to, if you want to do anything else, you're not a real actor. No, sorry. That is also another thing. Yes. Is there anything you're binge watching at the moment? What am I binge watching at the moment? I just finished, (laughs) I mean, Queer Eye. Oh, yeah. I mean. Binging Queer Eye. Um, Hollywood. I binged that. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. It okay. was, it was excellent. On my list. Um, it already is on my list, but yeah. 
Is there anything else? I just finished as well the Spanish series. Oh, what do they call it in English? Money Heist? It's on Netflix. Oh. The name sounds awful. But in Spanish, the, the translation of the Spanish name is The Paper House, which is a way better name. So I don't know why they changed it. But it's a very, very, very good series. And it's done really well, subtitled and stuff into English. So I watched that. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I have seen it on Netflix. I have to check that out. Um, what is something you're proud of? I'm proud of... What is something I'm proud of? This is a funny moment because I'm like, I'm proud of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, oh, I don't know. Which I think is good. No, it is um, a good thing. That's why I am I'm proud... Can I give it something totally unrelated to acting? Yeah. Oh, my God. Of course. I'm proud of publishing my children's book and getting into painting again so I had like left painting and then during this whole lockdown I kind of was just like painting and I was like oh I love this I'm gonna be a painter as well so now it's added to my list (laughs) what is your book let's we have to promote you what's this book the book um the book right now is kind of not I have a this is really embarrassing my computer is sitting on a pile of (laughs) (laughs) I'm just Random books, <laughs> a gesture book. Yeah, I mean, guys, filming at home, Why right? Not? Oh, I that. <laughs> <laughs> this is my book. Oh my gosh. Um, this is a whole other tangent, but I, I wrote oh, it basically. It. It's a fundraiser being sold to raise money to make a documentary I'm involved with in Kenya. Oh, yeah. So um, talking about which yeah. now we don't know what's going on because we were supposed to be there in like a week. Um, and of oh, course, wow. now we're not. So right now the book is kind of on hold, but I'm very proud of finishing it and publishing it and selling it. And yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> please send me all the details because I want to put that on my, I want to oh. share that with the world. That's, oh my God, congrats. You're so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just did all these, well done. <laughs> Um, describe yourself in three words. Um, weirdo. <laughs> um, multi-passionate, I think. Mm-hmm. That I definitely have to go with. Um, and I think it's really hard to think only one other word. <laughs> Chaotically creative. Can I just say that? Yeah, I mean... It's full. It's kind of <laughs> I mean, creative sounds like I'm very like artistic and, and I'm like all over the place, but I end up making stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> <it> work. <laughs> I love that. What uh, piece of advice did you not take that you wish you did? Oh, that's a good question. I think the best piece of advice that I, I have to say now I am taking it because this is a long-term mm-hmm. thing, but it took me like 15 years to take it. <laughs> it is to approach every single audition, every single casting really as a chance to see if we can collaborate, not a chance to see if I can work for you. And if you can internalize that and really mm-hmm. feel it of like, let's see if we can work together on this. It makes a huge difference, but it's really hard to actually do. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. So I didn't take it for many, many years. And now finally, it took me like to my mid-30s to be like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I 
should do that. Mm. <laughs> That's what they meant. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it was a, it was really good advice and makes a huge difference. That is actually really good advice. Whoever yeah. told you that. Because it really is. Can we make yeah. this together? Yeah. That's it. Like, said, yeah. do it without me, I can do it without you. It is actually a partnership, not, yeah. even it's if it's not a tiny you. role, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think in this, in this field, like, yeah, you do need other people to help you. It's not, you can't, there are some things you can do alone. I mean, you can reflect and do all your like self-work, you know, which makes you better. But at the end of the day, like you do need other people and you need to find a community of people. But I think that's also just finding your right people. Like, you know, you kind of said, you have to be like, Hey, can we work together? Are you going to be my person that like you get me? And then also accepting that there are people out there that you will work with and you just don't vibe. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess, can I add another piece of advice? Yes. No, go for it. <laughs> it if you're trying to please everyone, you will actually never find your fans. Yeah. In general. Yeah. <laughs> in, in life. <laughs> in life. Like, if yeah. you're trying to make everyone love you, you're never going to be for everyone. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. so and true. I, I, again, made that mistake with, I was trying to, like, teach everyone, and I was like, okay, for you, I need to be really professional, and for you, I yeah. need to be that. And then I was like, I'm just going to not do that. <laughs> you don't want to work with me literally with this personality, then you don't want to work with me. You want to work with someone else. Yeah. And well, I, I don't agree. have to. And know? I think, yeah, and I think especially with, um, like, as actors, you know, we're always told to have to be this certain person if you're in front of other people, like, oh, if you're going into that casting, make sure you're like this. And I mean, and I mean, yeah, I agree as well. For me, early on, I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm always like, okay, aware of, okay, how am I acting? Do they like me? Do they like me? Was that too much? Am I too much? And now I'm just like, this is who I am. I guess if you like me, you like me. If you don't, it sucks, but okay. I'm just gonna like keep there's just no point worrying about it and stressing you know yeah I am who I am <laughs> but yeah but that's the podcast that's the interview you made it well, you, yeah. your last word of the podcast was I am who I am I know I am <laughs> that's where I ended I don't even edit the outro I'm just like I am yeah. who I am bye and <laughs> podcast <laughs> Should be my new like catch line. I am who I am. <laughs> I mean, hey, I think we're onto something. <laughs> what? Yes. You're like so amazing. And thank you for coming on and chatting. And I will have to reach out for more accent coaching because Do. I, I will. I'm coming. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon wherever you are and I'll see you in the next episode.